0: You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com slash journal to read the articles and ASCP.com slash podcasts to listen to more author interviews.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. This is your host, Kate Cozart. And today, I am very honored to have with us Dr. Katie Boyd who is going to be talking about one of her recent articles. Additionally, I have a newly minted P4, Hannah Holloway from the University of Tennessee Health Sciences Center. So very excited to have both of them with us today. The case study that we're looking at today has to do with potential drug interactions with antiplatelet medications and cannabidiol. And Dr. Boyd worked with her colleagues, Dr. Stephen Brown and Dr. Angela Thomason on this research. So we are very excited to have her here to share with us today. She is an associate professor of pharmacy practice at Stanford University. So, Dr. Boyd, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed reading this case study. And so I want to start out by just asking if you can tell us a little bit about your patient and his presentation to the hospital.
0: I sure will. This patient was actually a patient of one of my colleagues, and similarly to what we wrote in the case, it was the patient arrived because they are in a rehab facility, and so we got the information after they had had an initial myocardial infarction, and so the patient arrived at her facility after being discharged from the hospital when they were trying to figure out how to how to handle the patient, and so it was. Like post-MI rehabilitation is really what they were looking at because after his MI and he had been down for a couple of days, they wanted to work a little bit more with him on activities of daily living.
2: Yes, that is very interesting. I want to start off by saying I also really enjoyed this case study and I did have a few questions. My first one was how did
0: you discover he was using the CBD oil? That's a great question. So, one of the things that they do at her practice site, and we do at my practice site as well, is that we really follow and monitor patients that are on high risk medications, particularly high risk cardiovascular medications. And clopidogrel is one of those medications because of the adverse effects and many drug interactions. And so, we were basically doing a medication reconciliation and medication history with the patient. And that was one of the the reasons that they found out. So they sit down with the patients that are being admitted to make sure that they have all of their medications and they make sure that it's medications that they were on in the hospital previously, as well as medications that they were taking at home. And they go through a good list to prompt the patient to make sure that they're giving all medications that are both prescription and non-prescription.
1: And that's a very important point because we do want to make sure that when we are doing med rec, it's thorough. So the fact that you guys caught the over the counter use is great. So your article included a statistics about CBD use in the older population that really surprised me. So let's talk about older people and their use of CBD.
0: So honestly, I was surprised as well that it says that from consumer reports, about 20% of adults over 65 have tried some formulation of a CBD product. And honestly, pain is the most common reason they would do it. And so I think as CBD products are more available and widely marketed, people are looking for options that are non-opioid for pain. And this seems to be a decent product that that pharmacists are recommending for patients to try.
2: Yeah, I will say that also really surprised me that that big percent of older people are using CBD for different reasons. So that's very insightful. I know your patient was on clopidogrel for secondary stroke prevention. Can you tell me a little bit more about that specific interaction between clopidogrel and CBD oil?
0: Absolutely. So CBD has activity at a lot of the cytochrome P450 isoenzymes that include 3A4, 3A5, 2D6, 2C19, 1A2, and 2E1, as well as many others. However, because it's a CBD oil and it's not federally regulated, we really had to extrapolate a lot of the information that we we're using in order to evaluate what type of interactions might be available. And so we actually looked at two commercially available products. And so that's the Epidiolex and Sativex. And so we were able to look and see what they were substrates of. And looking there, we really had 2C19 and 1A2 and 3A4 were the major ones of the commercially available products. And so we We use that to extrapolate what we think that all of the CBD oil products would be likely to have an interaction with. And then knowing that because this isn't something that is FDA approved, it's not going through rigorous quality control measures. We're not exactly sure it could be more than that. So because clopidogrel is a P2Y12 inhibitor, we know that there are several CYP450 enzymes that are included like CYP3A4 and 2C19 that are actually involved in converting clopidogrel to an active metabolite. And so because of that and knowing that the CBD oil likely is causing an interaction with 3A4 and 2C19 there would be a major drug interaction with most of the CBD oil products. And so we we definitely had to extrapolate a little bit because of it not being FDA approved.
1: And that is such an important reminder that these products are not FDA approved for quality. So thank you for bringing that out here. So if clopidogrel is not a good option, what about an alternative like
0: prasugrel or ticagrelor? Would those be less likely to have an interaction? Um, So this is a great question, and we really toyed with this and how to answer that. And so Presagrel and Ticagrelor both have similar metabolic issues. So they are all cytochrome P450 isoenzyme dependent. But really the issue here was that we didn't go into a lot of detail about it because neither of these medications should be used in an older individual. And because we were being published in our senior care pharmacy, we are making sure that we are giving that information. So with both of these, each of these medications, Ticagrelor and Presagrel have an increased risk of bleeding with patients that are over 75 years old. And with this patient was 76, so it wasn't an option for him. So knowing our patient population, we didn't worry about switching to that agent. We thought it was more important to stop the CBD in order to prevent that interaction.
2: I think that's a great answer and a great reminder of which one of these agents we should be using in the older population. So I just wanted to thank you for reminding us all about clopidogrel being the preferred agent. My next question is for patients that aren't on clopidogrel, but do you have a cardiac history?
0: Would CBD oil be safe for them? You know, this is something that is, it's a difficult question to answer because I think CBD oil definitely has a place in therapy, but we always have to remember that there are going to be drug interactions with anything and possible interactions with anything that we're taking and giving patients. So ensuring that they're not on a medication that has a lot of cytochrome or P-glycoprotein interactions, and maybe it would be safe. So I would encourage everyone to find a pharmacist or research the information so that you can feel comfortable and confident in that recommendation, especially because CBD oil is something that is new and niche out in the market now before it is FDA approved. And it may never be FDA approved. Make sure that you are getting information from someone who knows a lot about the medications and the potential interactions.
1: Well, I want to thank you again so much, Dr. Boyd, for being here with us today.
0: With that, are there any last pearls that you would like to leave us with? Thank you so much. One of the most interesting things that I got out of this personally was remembering a lot of times with patients in pain it's not that they're opioid seeking, but they're wanting something that's going to make them feel better. And that is how a lot of our elderly population ends up seeking a CPD product. They're looking for something that is not necessarily a prescription medication, but something that can help alleviate their pain. And that's when we looked into our topical products. And so the diclofenac gel, there are things that we can suggest to our patients that are not going to be on the beer's list and not things that are going to cause a lot of drug interactions that may actually alleviate a lot of the pain in our patients. And remembering we have non-pharmacologic measures too. So I guess our biggest clinical pearl to me was that There are a lot of osteoarthritis treatments and that's what this patient was ultimately diagnosed with post-MI was that we needed to be treating his osteoarthritis and that was what was causing him debilitating pain at home. And sometimes we need to think beyond just a medication that needs a prescription and we need to make sure that we are treating the patient wholly and that they may need a brace and a topical analgesic or even just reminding them that sometimes ice goes a long way. You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com slash journal to read the articles and ASCP.com slash podcasts to listen to more author interviews.